again, everyone, and welcome in to another edition of the Adam Jones Podcast. He is the five-time former MLB All-Star. I am, of course, Jerry Coleman. I believe I am. I checked my ID this morning. Today in episode number 12, AJ, the dirty dozen we have reached. We'll be joined by some of our best guests from 2022, including the Orioles' Gunnar Henderson, U.S. soccer star and World Cup champ, Jessica McDonald from Way Down Under, and we'll bring it back to the good old U.S. as we check in with Trevor Price, who is here in Baltimore doing some great things off the football field and moving on with his career as we look back at some of our most fun conversations from the past year. Adam and I decided that we're not going to debate this week. There was enough of that at the holiday dinner table, I'm sure. Oh. So we'll save that, although we will talk about the sporting fan experience and how that compares and contrasts to what goes on here in the good old USA. Adam is a world traveler. He's been all over to see sporting events from Asia to Europe to America and beyond. So we want to get his perspective on that. We'll also have a segment of Socially Speaking as well. We had another Twitter poll about your favorite guests. And we'll throw in a few barbs here and there just to end the year on a good note. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to everyone. As always, Adam, you know, we're brought to you by our friends at Jack Daniels. There's lots of ways to make whiskey. There's only one way to make Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Drink responsibly, please. You can see it in the background behind AJ. Also, <laughs> by Be More Around Town, they have the ultimate all-inclusive pregame purple tailgate experience before every home and away game. That includes the postseason. The Ravens have qualified. Uh, trips for the Terps or Caps and soon spring training in Sarasota. Just check it out at BeMoreAroundTown.com. The pictures, the events are phenomenal. Trust me. Also, from the good folks at the Wyman Company, we are grateful for their support. Don't worry, Dennis. We'll address a topic that I know you've been clamoring for us to talk about <laughs> and the uh, lazy nickname of Aloysius. Also, G-Leaf Medical <laughs> Cannabis Company. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. And a reminder, if you're enjoying this podcast as much as we're doing it, check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com. They cover the Orioles, the Terps, the Ravens, the entire Baltimore news region. And they have a special for our podcast listeners, six months unlimited digital access for just a buck. A lot of people taking advantage of this, I can tell you, getting a lot of feedback on that. Just head to the visit or just visit thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ, thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ, a buck for six months unlimited digital access. First up, I just wanted to let everyone know that our conversations are being brought to you by Jack Daniels since there is no rant. So please drink responsibly and enjoy your Jack as you enjoy these interviews. And first up is the Baby Birds rising infielder, he is Gunnar Henderson. He was on the podcast just a few weeks ago, almost old enough to drink Jack Daniels legally. <laughs> he joined us from his parents' place in Alabama and opened up about his call to the major leagues. It seems he wasn't as cocky when he got the call as one Adam Jones. Gunnar, how are you? Doing great. How are you? Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we really know your time is very valuable and you're coming off a heck of a season before being called up in early September, you were, of course, the top-rated prospect in all of baseball. The wait to get to the major leagues, uh, you were rewarded with, with, with a heck of a year. But talk about waiting for your name to be called and when you got called and what that experience was like for you. 
Yeah. Uh, are you talking about draft night or? Uh, I'm talking about the call up to the big. Call up. Okay. Yeah. Um, no one cares about the draft anymore. Man. I was about to say yeah, that's a, that's a long story for another day. But uh, um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I mean, just it was actually uh, kind of off guard. I guess that's that how they say it always happens. It catches you off guard because uh, Colton Cowser and Joey Ortiz actually came up and. Um, I was glad to be able to play a game with them, and it was actually only one game with them, so it was pretty funny just to be able to only play one with them and then get the call and spend it with them because they were – I was actually going to a burger place with them. I'm sure you saw in the video of when I said I was getting a burger to eat. But, uh, yeah, they were with me when I um, when I had to go back to the field, and I let them know as soon as I found out. So it was pretty cool to be able to spend it with them. That's impressive. Auburn fan, Bama boy, lives in Selma from Selma. That's awesome. We talked to you texting earlier about yes, how sir. historic that really is. Uh, I mean, I looked up your minor league numbers, and obviously, I mean, knowing who you are, you absolutely raked. And, you know, I've I, I raked a little bit in the minors, too. There has to be a point where you're hitting, and obviously, you know the noise or social media. You hear it. It's just, it, it is what it is. And, but there has to be a point where you're like, uh, well, damn, I know I'm young, but I don't need to be here no more. There has to be a point that creeps in your head because your numbers are too good. Now, if you're 250, 260, you know, middle of the road, okay, I get that. It's like, okay, I may need more at-bats, may need to go to winter ball. You're talking uppers, I mean, mid-threes with, like, OPS of 1,000. Like, that means, like, I need to keep going. And, I mean, hitting a homer in your first at-bat, like, just take me through that minor league experience where you were – you're like you're raking, just like, and, and be a little cocky though. I need you to be a little cocky. Like, <laughs> I need you to be a little cocky because I was a little bit too, but the, obviously the right way, the proper way. Be a little cocky and be like, like, look, when I'm raking, like, call me up a week earlier, call me up two weeks earlier at the All Star break when I first seen you. you Should have went straight to Baltimore. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's hard for me to do. I've never never grown or been that way, but I mean, I will say like you go through the minor leagues for the experiences and stuff, and um. I felt like it was probably two or three weeks we were in Rochester, New York, and it was about that time that somebody did the fake uh, Orioles page and uh, said that I was getting called up. So my phone was just getting blown up, and I wasn't getting called up. So it was like I had to go through that experience of having having to play with that type of, I guess, uh, pressure in a sense. I was actually going to a burger place with them. I'm sure you saw in the video of when I said I was getting a burger to eat. But, uh, yeah, they were with me when I um, – when I had to go back to the field and I let them know as soon as I found out. So it was pretty cool to be able to spend it with yeah, Honestly, uh, before the season, I actually did it before um, my very first pro season. I went and got a um, a blood work test to just see what I'm deficient in. So uh, I would take like specific vitamins that are uh, conjured to me. And my dad kind of set it up and I would do that. Uh, before spring training both years and I would take those throughout the year and honestly I felt like I could go play about 30 40 more like my body felt great throughout the whole year and a testament to the strength staff for the Orioles of preparing me before each and every game so and helping set up the right workouts and um, just put my body in the right position so I felt like that being able to do that every year and just like you said staying healthy throughout the year that's uh best way to go about it because best ability is availability no I mean um Outside of, like, some of the older guys who I developed a relationship with, like, throughout the, I guess, 30-some games that I played, um, I was able to spend a good amount of time with a lot of those guys at the off-site in 20. So um, I felt like I was able to um, have a good relationship already in there, so it made the transition 
up to the big league level a lot easier and uh, made it a lot more comfortable for me. What about playing with a lot of these guys that you played with at the lower levels, like we mentioned Adley and obviously DL and some of these other guys that got promoted? Uh, I mean, yeah, just being able like, because when I first got to Pro Bowl, Adley was my very first roommate. So just being able to start the relationship that early with him was really special and just seeing it because I was freshly turned 18 at the time and just being able to see how he went to work through the college side of things and um, just see how his routine was, was pretty awesome to be able to experience that. And then uh, just being able to watch DL and face him in 2020 at uh, Altsite was a uh, pretty tough, but uh, it was awesome to be able to see that. Cause I mean, not very often do you see a hundred from the left side. So, you know, Adam and listening to Gunner and he's so poised for a kid who's so young, but making the adjustment to the show appeared so seamless to him. And you know, as well as anyone, it's no easy task. And I know you wanted to say something about me taking a shot at you at the intro of that, <laughs> about being so cocky when you got called up. I love it. No, when I first met him, you know, I just let him know that, hey, wow, you're an impressive young man. Uh, everything's right in front of you. And go and just do it. And the second I seen him in the major leagues was just phenomenal. He took over. He be act like he belonged there. And that's what you have to do. You can't go down to the you can't go down to the minor leagues and just be like, oh look, you know, let me just lollygag here. No. If you're 2021 and you're knocking at the door, you need to be in the major leagues. And he's shown that he obviously has the maturity. He has the backing. He has the support, family and all that. But he's got the pieces around him with some 23, 24 year olds who've been there. And it's like, look it, let's go. And he's a piece that's going to be there for a long time, I hope. And I'm just uh, impressed by him. So hopefully he starts the year uh, strong. And as we discussed during our conversation with him, again, he should be in the running for Rookie of the Year. The Orioles made sure to preserve that so he has a chance to capture that honor. That's awesome. I didn't know that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, though, now is obviously, you know, as a veteran – uh, is getting through the offseason, getting through spring training. The best the best spring training is a healthy spring training. So uh, that's the first task at hand, especially a, a longer major league spring training with a lot more reps, a lot more uh, everything. It's going to be a, a bigger task, a bigger load on him. And uh, I'm just excited to – I'm excited to see it. It is the Adam Jones Podcast, the best of edition, part due. Adam Jones, Jerry Coleman with you. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast, tell a family member that you still like after the holidays or a friend out there. Uh, next up, we make the transition from, well, America's pastime to the world's game and World Cup champion, uh, U.S. soccer star Jessica McDonald is way down under in Australia. With full disclosure now, we can tell you we tape this at a very odd hour to accommodate her time zone, which is most important, ours is just secondary, and we got that. But we discussed plenty with Jessica Adam, including we talked about the concept of bringing these American players in their latter years from places like Europe to collect a paycheck. McDonald does it again! McDonald scores! Hi, thank you for that intro. I did not expect that at all. Gerald. I saw I saw Jones call you Gerald, so I was literally on the, on the other side. Literally you can call laughing. me Jerry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. How are you doing? But thank you so much for that intro. I'm, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. They came out with the win today. It's definitely going to continue to put football on the map in the United States, especially with you guys were arguing earlier with big players who have come to the MLS after they're done playing 
you know, on the, on their pro teams from overseas. So with the likes of like Messi, you know, it's going to bring in more of an audience into the States. And so we continue to bring those players into the MLS. It's going to continue to grow, but definitely after this win, making it to sweet 16, it's definitely going to continue to put football on the map in the United States specifically, whereas the United States, this was our focus. And so for the little girls who want to be in our shoes one day, we don't want them to have to fight the fight that we had to go through. We, from the Mia Hams and Julie Foudy's, I mean, they were sewing on their own numbers on their jerseys and literally passing out tickets on the streets to people just to come to games. Whereas, you know, they, they paved the way for us in, in order for us to get to where we are. So we're going to continue the fight because that's where it started. And so we need to continue this fight. And so it's been an awesome fight of, huge learning experience and honestly it's it's worth every minute because you know it's going to be very important for you know all your daughters we never thought it was going to be a global movement and it started in France where you know we're not even in our own country we had stadiums packed with people 60,000 plus people 60 to like 90,000 people in these stadiums literally screaming equal pay equal pay and we're just sitting there like holy crap, this is cool. So it ended up being a global movement everywhere. And so it was just amazing for all of us as a collective to be able to use our platforms and, and use our voices. It was nerve wracking. We didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we, we took that risk. And so it's just awesome that we've been able to inspire not just the little girls, but also other women all over the world. And then you get, you know, you play in the professional in America, but playing professional and in international how is that playing in just a completely different country? I did it. You know, it's completely mind blowing to me, but how is that, you know, for you, especially yeah. again, your mother raising kids and, you know, it's completely different dynamics. It's easy being a father. It's completely different <laughs> being a mother. Doing it. Yeah. It's, it's way tougher for the women who are, who are moms as professional athletes, I think in really in any career, but it's definitely different anywhere you play. So from the United States, we depend a lot on our athleticism, whereas, here in Australia, the pace of the game is a little bit slower. You know, you take your time on the build going to goal. So there's literally different style of play everywhere you go. So if you look at the EPL, for example, it's way different than La Liga, you know, different styles of like in the MLS, especially. So each country has their different style of play, really each continent. I should be a bit more specific. And so um, it's definitely a really cool experience playing elsewhere because it helps you with your game in a different kind of way, especially for me now that I'm getting older, I'm going to be 35 soon. And so I have to adjust my game somehow and learning elsewhere besides, you know, in my, my home country. A video of that guy punching the, you know, punching the kangaroo. I want the, I want, I want somebody to punch Jerry. I want a kangaroo to punch Jerry like that. Oh. <laughs> if, 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 if Chip has that, me pying him, I don't know if you've seen me pying Jerry. Uh, this is we did this as a promo. It was just some things a couple a couple weeks back, and uh, I pie Jerry, and you know he felt like a kangaroo coming at me. It, it, it it's like awesome. I mean, it's in different sizes of me to Jerry, and uh, you know he, he needs to he needs to be taught a lesson here and there. But uh, well, she was a blast, Adam, our first female guest, and certainly not our last. Obviously, has strong opinions on equal pay, and rightfully so. However, it didn't seem like you liked my uh, analogy between kangaroos and squirrels in Australia. Uh, you think kangaroos is just hanging out like dogs, stray dogs or deer in Japan. You see? I mean, it's, 
Nah, but no, it, it, the, the coolest thing is getting a unique, getting a unique perspective. I know baseball. Once I stepped outside of America, went to Japan, I kind of started talking and asking so many questions and gotten to hear all these people's different perspectives, opinions in the baseball world. And then I started to one of my uh, people that lived near me, Thomas Vermillion um, and Andres Iniesta, they started to tell me about just the world of, of football, soccer. And it's so big and so vast. And then getting to know Jessica and hearing the women's side of it that we don't get to hear. I hear about the U.S. women's side. I don't get to hear about the world women. And it's so impressive, man. It's we is in you live in America. Everything is so small, to be honest with you. Everything is small when you live in America. You don't really think about how big this world is and this game is. And it, it, there's so it's such a bigger world than the United States of America. That's why I say step out of the more of the United States <clears throat> and your comfort zone because it's such such a beautiful place and you got to see it. You know, it will definitely change your perspective. And I think that's why Doha is opening up. I, I think it was the biggest thing for them to get the World Cup. Say what you want about human rights. Again, that is, is the United States the most, you know, mm-hmm. um, but just. Just travel and see the world because there's so, so many good, good places to see in this world right now. Of course, in four years, the World Cup will be a little bit closer to home here in North America. We'll see how that plays out. Maybe the U.S. will go a little bit further, but it'll be hard to to beat the championship game, the finale at the World Cup this past year. That was I think I think that was the greatest game. One of the greatest games of all time. You can't just say it's the greatest. I think it's one of the greatest games ever in any sport. Um, I looked at the schedule and the locations of North America. It's, you know, 16 cities spread across the, the of Canada, United States, and Mexico. It's it's going to be a traveling nightmare. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just probably going to do the semifinals again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A reminder, our best conversations are being sponsored by the good folks over at the Weinman Company. And I know Dennis Weinman, friend of the podcast, is curious about where the nickname Aloysius came from. Uh, I got this from a little birdie. I would say, Dennis, ask your brother. He knows about lazy radio. He's not too creative. But that's sort of <laughs> style in broadcasting, doesn't Shut. it? Doesn't it? So that's where Aloysius came from. My middle name is Lawrence. My first name is Gerald, and it's spelled with a J for all you idiots spelling it with a G out there, including someone on social media. It's with a J. You know, when your first name's spelled with a J, like Jerry, usually the middle name is also included with that same initial. Like it's so you're JJ. Correct. Uh, okay. As, a, What's your middle as name opposed again? to you being an AA. AL. AL, okay. What's yeah, the middle a- name? Lamarck. Lamarck. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's, now I know, and now French. I know how to refer to you. Yeah, Lamarck. Like, Lamarck. Okay. Yeah, you got to. We started going abroad. You got to put it on every single document. So it's like, oh, so annoying. So so annoying. But yeah, Aloysius. I, I honestly, I really don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't know where yeah, it emanates it. from. Again, I, I call it. it lazy journalism. I'll let Ken respond in kind one of these days. Not on this yeah. podcast, but Dennis, maybe you can speak <laughs> for him. There's there's the background yeah. of that. Hallelujah. All right, next up, as we transition here on the best of of the Adam Jones podcast in 2022, a real renaissance man, unlike Ken Wyman.
Uh, Trevor Price, the former Baltimore Raven, two-time Super Bowl champ with the Broncos, now residing and profiting here in Baltimore. We asked about his transition from the field to the real world, much like Adam is experiencing these days, real world life. I would ask you, big fella. I mean, you've been retired a decade now. I read your excerpt, which was fantastic. I know it's dated right after you retired, but how's that transition been for you? This is my first full year of retirement. And sometimes I want to go go nuts, but sometimes I'm like, I did, I had my time. But how's how's that transition been for you? Um, It was interesting. So, so what happened to me, at least, I think like you, like you could have kept playing. Like I was asked to play for the Patriots. Like the Patriots were signing me out of retirement. And I was just like, yeah, nah. And then the Raiders called and I, they had me work out. And they were like, hey, you're playing Sunday. I was like, it is Thursday. I'm not playing no football. Like, I'm going to go ahead and go home. I just I had to like sneak out of Oakland. I started getting writing um, as out. Like I said, I wrote for the New York Times and I wrote about my retirement. So then I started writing fiction. And I came up with an idea for um, uh, poisonous animals fighting in each, fighting against each other in Australia, and I called it Kilapari. So Kilapari means poison in, Abor- in, a, in one of the Aboriginal dialects. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Fast forward, I'm sitting in my this is my office. This is my office at my studio. We have we have sixty people that work here. We're work- the first two seasons of Kilapari were on Netflix, or they still are on Netflix. And then the third one um, uh, is coming out, I think next year. This time we're working on it now. And if there's if you if you're if you're in my office, there's a door behind you, a door in front of me, and outside that door is some animators. They're working on it now, and we should be done with it next September for season three. So how is it? How is it? You know, obviously we make our careers with physicality, but how is it now? You're not using that. You're using your mind. Obviously, I mean, obviously, as a lineman, you use your mind too. You, yeah. you know, know what you're doing, but you're yeah. using your mind now. How is that? Like, you, you know, something. It's it's more like than you think. So, it is, to me, I, I tell people this all the time. There's a reason why when people talk just in jest, they go, "Okay, lawyer and doctor, right? Those things are always paired. Sports and entertainment are always paired. It is the same. And the reason why it's the same is because a lawyer and doctor is based on education. If you go to law school and get a law degree, you are a lawyer. If you go to med school and get a PhD in knees, you are a knee doctor and nobody could take that from you, right? If you go to art school, you're only an artist if somebody pays you to do art, <laughs> right? <laughs> if, you're, if you're a baseball player, you're only a pro baseball, you get picked. You don't pick, it doesn't pick you. You don't pick it, it picks you. So sports right. entertainment, makes sense it, 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 it makes sense to me for some reason it just they're not that far off it's a competitive endeavor and you have to fight for for um um recognition the only, only different about it is you can't it's an opinion-based business right so my opinion is i like that song or i don't like that song not like baseball i hit 60 home runs that means i'm better than you i don't care what <laughs> i don't care what your face says I hit, I hit 60, you hit 30. That means I'm better, right? So right. That's, that's not true. an opinion. In that state, now they have a new head coach at the University of Colorado. Dion Sanders came in, delivered a very strong message to those poor kids, basically saying, you know, uh, get into the portal. 
call right now because my kid's going to be the quarterback and I'm going to change things right away. Your impressions of the Deion Sanders takeover. You are not going, this is not going to be fun. This is all that. They call me pro, Coach Prime, but really what you're getting is is like Bill Belichick. That's what you're, that's what they're about to get. They think this is going to be a good time. There's going to be trap music and all that. It's not. It's going to be, it is going to be everything but that. And it's, it's just, they are, the, the fear on their faces when the tone changed. He didn't come in and he didn't come in there and say, hey guys, I'm glad to be here. He said, this bold, this stops today. I'm like, holy, like, I, I love a good, uh, that is a story because that is calculated, right? He calculates that and that's what makes him so good. And the transfer portal stuff, all that stuff is, you know, that, that needs to be said. But it wasn't, hey, guys, we are going to turn this thing around. It was like, no, no, no. I'm going I'm, I'm to make the, he's going to make their lives hell. He, he, he has to have somebody to represent when it, becomes, when it comes to that kind of money, right? Your rookie deal is slotted. So you don't need an agent. You don't need one. You, where you're picked, you know how much money you're going to get. It's not going to change. This you should have got. I think you should have gotten somebody to do it. It's three percent of two hundred million dollars. I mean, come on, right? you know what I mean. So that's that's what I believe um, should have happened. And now I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I my guess, my guess, my five hundred foot guess. I don't know the man. I don't know. His, my guess is he wants out. That's my guess. I think he wants mm. out. He want. He wants. Um, they didn't give him his money, and I think somebody else would gladly give it to him. Well, Adam, certainly Trevor has some very strong opinions, and I believe he is correct when it came to his opinion on Lamar Jackson's contract and the lack of representation, which you and I have discussed in several episodes. But he had a lot to say. It's not just about football anymore for Trevor. No, what he's doing with uh, Kulapari and just broadening out into – you know, just being a, a human, a civilian, uh, I think is, is amazing. That's all we can talk about when it comes to, to his projects there as he keeps it uh, keeps it private. But no, listening to him talking about him, uh, retirement, how to, to transition and just, you know, the different perspective from the older guys. You know, he's 10 years retired. I'm one. Um, and, just, you know, he's spot on with a lot of these things is, you know, you, you, you got to listen to the vets. The vets are generally right because they've seen it. And uh, I'm sad to say, uh, I mean, ah, you might be correct about Lamar's situation. I still think he's going to get his money in franchise tagged, you know, salary. But he might will he be, be a Raven for life? Like that's going to he might not like be Ray Lewis and no. Ogden. If I felt a guess right now, I'd be like two faced. I have to flip a coin and go with what it says. Okay. It <laughs> was at the beginning of the season is of course. I think he's going to be here the next ten years, at least seven. Let me give you a strong opinion. But, he will not finish his career in Baltimore. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the, the people are talking about the Jets and Dolphins, <sighs> maybe. <sighs> but that's the state. That's sports. That's why it's business. And you, at the end of the day, guess what? Guess what could happen? A deal can always get struck. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, time now to take a transition, and let's take a journey beyond Baltimore. This week, it's brought to you by 
Be more around town, which does travel beyond Baltimore. They have the ultimate all-inclusive purple tailgate experience. That's before every home and away game, playoffs included. Also to the Terps, the Caps, Orioles spring training in Sarasota. That's phenomenal. Check out BeMoreAroundTown.com and find out the latest. The pictures are incredible. All right, Adam, I wanted to ask you about the international fan versus the American fan. You spent a lot of time overseas from Japan to Europe at all sorts of sporting events all over the world. And I want to know about some of the comparisons and some of the contrast between the American fan and the European or Asian fan, whether it be behavior, the way they view the game, the noise level, et cetera, your impressions. Well, all fans hate you if you suck. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's like the middle finger it's universal it don't matter who you tell the middle finger to they uh, they get it uh <laughs> i know that part uh i think the i think the japanese fans might be the nicest towards if you suck you know they do not boo they don't boo as much but they will they'll tweet you some bad stuff and you know they don't it's crazy though because they'll tweet it but they don't leave bad instagram comments because it's like because it's like family and stuff, right. and they don't want to be embarrassed through that stuff. Like you know what I mean? Which okay, that's cool. Um, but it, uh, I was in I was in Doha and I met these people, and they told me from Argentina that this guy sold his car. That he's a farmer. He uses this to go to work every day. He sold it to go to the World Cup. Wow! He got to see the finals. He got to see Argentina win it. And then walked home. And, and then when he gets back home. <laughs> that's, that's what he's going to be doing. But I just think it, it's just, you know, I, I, of course, I appreciate the American fan. I mean, the American fans are amazing. Um, it's basketball, football, baseball, obviously the hockey fans. It's just, you know, it, it's just different. It's just, a, it's just on a different scale. I mean, I went to the World Cup. The World Cup is a lot different than, you know, a city versus a city. It's the Olympics of a sport. So, you know, but I've also gone to the Barcelona games and I've gone to uh, some other games along the cities up here. They are nuts about their fans. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's not like when Cleveland faces Detroit, when it's like, you know, ain't nobody at the game. San Diego right now versus the Dodgers, Dodgers versus the Giants, uh, Mets, Yankees, Boston Yankees, when they just truly hate each other like cities because we just don't like each other as a city. And like, you know what I mean? That's how every game is here. Like even the smallest game, which you don't think about is like that. But if you got Tampa versus the uh, Marlins, eh, people sunbathing. You got the older ladies wearing those shirts with the bikinis and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's a completely different environment. Every game is like magnified and intense. It's like every game is a football game in America. Like every game is like that. I don't know. I don't even know the schedule, but it's just it's just it's just different. And they section them off. So you can't sit a Yankees next to a Red Sox fan. They section off the other fans and they sit with themselves so that they don't fight. And it's like security. It's just it's different. It's a different environment. And that is different. I, I appreciate it both. Um, but I, what I like more about the American stadiums is that they got the booze. OK, <laughs> over here, they got if they do have booze in it, it's in plastic bottles. And you only can drink it on the concourse. So you better drink quick during intermission or come drunk. A lot <laughs> and of just hope a little bit loud. Shots in the oh, concourse. Quick in his long line. So 
Uh, it's just it's just different. But I think people need to go see sports outside of the United States and just give an appreciation for it, especially if uh, everybody has seen this World Cup, paid attention to this World Cup, love this World Cup. I believe if people get a chance to travel, base your travel on and try to find a game that that is maybe near uh, around it, because if you're going to London, London has five level A teams in the Premier League. Somebody's home. <laughs> somebody's playing yeah, so there's always a game somebody's there so uh try and find a game if you can if you're traveling to paris try and find a game there's teams around there around there also not just psg but you know just try and find a game it's really cool barcelona has two teams you only hear of fc barcelona but they have espola uh not a big team but really nice ass stadium i'll tell you that um and smaller forty-five thousand stadium a lot easier tickets Maybe 20 minutes further, but tickets are, you know, 30 euro opposed to 130 euro for sitting way up deck at Camp No. Now, I got to ask you, among your world travels, do you ever get confused for someone else? I know there's another Adam Jones out there. Uh, in fact, I won't mention the name, but there was a member of the Ravens who may or may not have been the head coach. When I asked him to come on the podcast, he goes, you're doing a podcast with Pac-Man? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I got that. I've gotten that a uh, couple of times, um, but out here, not really. Um, obviously, you know, by my incidents with the Canadian folks up there, the Mounties, they were just they stopped me a couple of times. Uh, and but I got to learn. Jones is Welsh. Adam is a big Adam is a very uh, British name, European name also. But also Adam's a very Muslim name, which I didn't know. I oh. didn't know. I did not know that. And uh, I was in an Uber the other day and the guy was like, your name's Adam. He's like, yeah, he's like, that's a very Muslim name. I'm like, oh, wow. Because I mean, I'm thinking Muhammad and Abdul and, you know, and just other Muslim names. And he's like, no, Adam is a very Muslim. Name. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm thinking back. That's probably why they're stopping me over here. You know what I mean? They probably, but like, how I'm coming with the Major League Baseball team. Bring it back full circle to Canada real quickly. Uh, too. Okay. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, being uh, mistaken in Canada, uh, I, again, I, I still don't understand how. I don't understand how or why. Fill us in on that if you can, I mean, in a nutshell version. Oh, goodness. I mean, this, I'm a 6'3 black dude coming through Canada. Uh, my name is synonymous with, you know, obviously Pac-Man Jones at the time. Went was going through a few of his uh, um, different um, uh Law, thing, law. <laughs> going Episodes. Through some, there you go. He was going through some stuff, and uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was that. I don't know what, what triggered it towards me. Um, all I know is that every time we went through, well, about three times we went through the border in Canada, I was stopped, and I'm like, "What the heck?" And they, you know, stopped me for a few hours just to get two hundred dollars, and they're like, "Well," and it was a time where a, a misdemeanor turned into a felony, so it was really hard for some players. To get in there, a lot of people were like, oh, a guy's going on the DL. Nah, go back. A lot of people had misdemeanors and asses couldn't get in because it turned into a felony. Uh, but I had neither. But I think it's just a mistaken identity a couple of times. But when I'm out here in Europe, I'm just I'm like a big black dude. So it's like it's like a second look of like you do something. I definitely don't know who the hell you are right out of your face. Trust me. But you play the sport at something and it's generally basketball. And I'm like, yep. Where'd you play at? Mm hmm. High school. You know, I don't give them no details <laughs> on me. I don't tell them about what's going on with me. I don't know you. How you doing? <laughs> High school. High school. Reckley. Exactly. AAU, baby. All right. 
Let's uh, wrap <laughs> things up with another edition of Socially Speaking. Again, you can find us all over social media, folks, at Adam Jones Pod. That's at Adam, Adam Jones Pod. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And it's very simple for our email address. We had it screwed up the first three times, but I believe we have it right. The Adam Jones Pod at gmail.com. I'm sure Chip will show that on the screen. The Adam Jones Pod at gmail.com for those of you watching on YouTube. And again, at Adam Jones Pod on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. So we took a Twitter poll this week and we asked you out there. And it was kind of apropos considering we're doing a best of who was your favorite guests among our, well, first 10 or 11 guests we've had on the Adam Jones podcast. And we're going to post the uh, results right now. But basically it came down to, uh, should I go worst to first? Yeah, I guess I should. This doesn't make sense to me. Right. Brandon Hyde received only 10% of the vote. Ah, uh, skipper, but, huh? Yeah. I, I don't get that. Because I mean, Dan skippers. Duquette, are... Dan Duquette finished ahead of him at sixteen percent. <laughs> That's what I don't get. With I all think no, no. I just I think there's a lot of people like er, that follow us and follow me. I have you know came with my following as I'm as I'm older, and I came with Dan. So, and I just think a lot of people really wanted to hear what the hell Dan Duquette had to say. I think a lot of people really want to hear D Duquette, and they want to hear. I think they want to if they can sit Duquette and Showalter in the same room. I think people would pay like that'd be like pay-per-view. Absolutely. I did get a lot of feedback <laughs> on both of those conversations, Hyde and Duquette. Yeah. Third in the balloting was Justin Tucker and deserving. Awesome. So oh, yeah. At 23 percent, just over 150 people voted in this okay. poll. Uh, 51 percent was would have been more people voting had you retweeted it, by the way. You didn't tell me. Uh, sorry about that. You I can't bad. see every tweet. A lot of tweets, man. I need to do I need to do better. I need to be yeah. better. Follow the better. Adam Jones pod. It's your podcast. Yeah. Uh, number sorry. one, by far, 51% of the vote was Trey Mancini. And just go, first off, how you feeling overall before we get into it? How you feeling as, in your personal health? Great. Um, you know, feeling great. Um, you know, obviously like still kind of on a high right now from, from every, you know, thing that happened the last, last few days. Okay. Boom, boom. Still a fan favorite. Oh, fan favorite. And like one of our favorites, just, a, but, but like just a hu great human. And he just got married. Congratulations. Got a beautiful bride. Lucky. Uh, yes. pop out some kids and, um, have a beautiful life, man. Get a contract somewhere. And, uh, you got your championship now. Just create your legacy. Find a team and uh, keep playing ball and enjoying life. As long as you can. As long, play as long as you can. Enjoy life and the wife. 100%. All right, that about does it for another episode. The best of, if you will. Uh, do want to thank our sponsors, as always. They include Jack Daniels. You know, there's lots of ways to make whiskey. There's only one way to make Jack Daniels. Make it count and drink responsibly, please. Jack Daniels. By Be More Around Town, they have the ultimate all-inclusive pregame purple tailgate experience. Also trips to the Caps and the Terps and spring training. BeMoreAroundTown.com is the place to go by Dennis Wyman and the good folks at the Wyman Company. Hopefully no offense there to his sibling. By G Leaf Medical <laughs> Cannabis Company. Hit GLeaf.com. Again, hit GLeaf.com. Medical <laughs> Cannabis, Maryland patients who are qualified only. And check out TheBaltimoreBanner.com slash AJ. Six months on unlimited digital access for just a dollar we want to thank you all for listening again we are looking for more subscribers we know that you are watching right now know how to subscribe 
but tell a friend or family member. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, not three, not four, not two, five stars. I think it showed up in there. And leave yeah. a review. Leave a review. Look for the icon. All right. It says here we need to thank senior executive producer Chip Franklin. Uh, I'm just reading what's <laughs> written here. Also, Reggie Fugit <laughs> did not appear in this episode. The Honorable Reggie Fugit will be back next week. Gavel in hand. Happy New Year, everyone, including you, AJ. Not sure how thank you guys celebrated over in Barcelona. Be kind. Be real. And we are out. And I'm looking forward to that tennis match. Oh, I can't wait to get to you. Happy New Year for everybody. Uh, it's going to be a very low-key Catalonian New Year's and uh, just going to have a lot of wine and enjoy the company of good people. Adios.